Welcome to the chillest Thought Leader podcast episode ever recorded. I'm Randy Baker. My colleague, Dr. Kent, loves this episode because it is so chill. Now, chill has different meanings. This is not so chill that it's cold and impersonal. This is chill and that it's comfortable and warm and easy. It's like fabulous, easy listening jazz. It just flows beautifully. Now, just in case you're wondering, we have not been speaking to a CBD entrepreneur. No, we've been speaking to someone who has natural calm, and we're talking about interacting with animals, talking about, yeah, I don't know, Randy, you talk more. <laughs> well, we, we, we're talking with Laurie Webster, and Laurie is perhaps, I, she didn't explain herself this way, but I, I suspect she really is a recovering corporate uh, executive who has discovered the joy of helping others find their own purpose. So without further ado, you will enjoy this. Feel free to put this on every day to listen back to it. Feel calm, <laughs> get into a good space. But also, you're going to have to go to Lori's website to pull up the picture of her and the cute little donkey that she talks about in this episode. So without further ado, Lori Webster. Hello, Lori. Really nice to see you. Now, now I, I always start with the most banal and ridiculous things, but I am wondering about your name because if you, if you say your name backwards, it sounds like in real life, like IRL, right? Ooh, I like so, that. Yeah. So tell us about Lori IRL. In real life. Well, my life is full. I am a wife and a mother of two and a a dog owner, and uh, I live in upstate New York, and I'm looking outside, and uh, we've got sunshine and beautiful greenery, and uh, I've started a business in the throes of what is probably one of the most difficult years all of us have faced. Why on earth did you do that? It was time. You know, I personally came to a time where I felt like I could be of service to others in a, in a different way. And I also felt uh, a calling at this point in time that people like myself are looking to reinvent themselves in some way. And so, you know, although we were in a pandemic, from my own soul perspective, it was perfect timing. So I realized... I can't take back how I started the conversation, but your name backwards also spells eye roll, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing the kids say. But no, no eye roll here. So really interested in that, particularly because the the way you announced yourself is so humble and so different than the way most folks in what's called the coaching space enter into conversations, right? They've got a, a spiel that they've rehearsed, 
not that not that I'm against them. It's it's great, but they listen to somebody saying you got to you got to have a spiel and you got to do this and you got to sell. But the way you announced it is, here's who I am. I'm going to ground myself. What's next? So let me throw you a, a wrench, I guess, a little bit. What kind of intuitive sense do you have that makes you interesting to somebody that you might coach? Uh, I'm very intuitive, and I, I guess I didn't realize that until the years progressed. And the more I followed my intuition, the better my life would go. And when I didn't, the more chaotic it would become. And as I gave myself some time in this, you know, resetting space, if you will, my intuition grew stronger. I'm a creative by heart, a creative person who loves to play with strategy too. So any person like yourself, you said you're a musician and other creatives, we we know and experience that if we're really aligned and centered that, you know, some our art moves through us. And as I, you know, in my career, my art had moved through me in different ways in writing and in strategy and in design and interiors and in all kinds of different ways. And I think that just that opening up, learning how to do that more often and giving myself the space to do that and being aware of it has helped me, has helped me connect with people. Lori, I want to go a little bit weird on you for a second. So we've just gone through Halloween. I went to a, a costume party, first time I've been to a costume party for a long, long time. And my wife and I went as the sailor and the dental assistant in that classic <laughs> kiss scene that was photographed in New York City on VJ Day, which was really cool. So I went as a sailor, but you have an affinity with a particular sailor that I would love to know a little bit more about. Oh, so you probably went to my website. <laughs> yes, my affinity is with animals in general. Specifically, my daughter is a, an equestrian rider, and so I've become much more close to horses, dogs for sure, and now miniature donkeys. And this particular miniature donkey has stole my heart because I don't know how far you want me to go into the story, but um, go all the way in. <laughs> go all the way in. Well, you know, I'm one of those people who. If I get an impulse that seems in alignment with myself, I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. Let's, I'm curious by nature. So my husband and I were driving down a country road, and um, I had already been interested in getting some animals here on our property and uh, had been going about the convincing. <laughs> And uh, we came upon this beautiful farm, and uh, they had a, a sign outside that had miniature donkeys on it. And so we pulled over, and uh, I had the chance to meet this little guy, Sailor, and the owners who lived on this farm. And they were just such delightful people, and it was a peaceful space. And the more I interacted with Sailor, and the more that he gravitated to me, the more. I don't know, it sounds corny, but the more my heart opened up and 
So over the over the course of the conversation, came to understand that he had some he had some problems when he he was only gosh eight months I think at the time seven eight months old, and um, his tendons were stretching and growing faster than than his body could keep up with. And what was happening is his hooves were starting to to turn over, turn over forward. And if they continued to do so, then they would have to put him down. And I remember when we left, I said, there's no way in the world that I'm going to let that animal get put down. If there's anything I can do to help him, I'm going to do it. So it just spurred the wheels in motion about who could help. So I put a, a cold call into a local manufacturing company, and I left this really long-winded message about a miniature donkey and a need, and it became fodder for the guys in the room to go, who is this lady? Why is she calling me about this animal? Um, and the CEO got behind it, and the general manager got behind it, and the team got behind it. And uh, the owners of the donkey, and then pretty soon the community and the robotics team and um, biomedical engineering students from RIT and all of these people who brought their own set of skills to the table and their own humanness. So we spent a lot of time talking about that, but fast forward, he's just, he's doing wonderful today. The remedy for what was created, some 3D printed little donkey shoes were created and then adhered on. And it required scanning and veterinary um, skills and people from different ex- fields of expertise to come together and make that happen. And now he's, when I visit him, he's out running with everybody else and loving life. And the owners are happy and they're such wonderful people who have did everything they could to make sure that he was going to to live. And so, I don't know. It's just an incredible moment in time. Randy and I are going to be chomping at the bit, pardon the, the pun, to, to kind of <laughs> have a question here. I, I started talking first, but then I'll toss to him. Both, both Randy and I are animal lovers. Um, so... I was just thinking the other day as I was doing goat yoga, which was amazing. Oh, yes. Unbelievably awesome because, you know, they lure the goats up on your back. It's just beautiful. How simple it is, how much our minds are complicated by junk and fear and all of it. I mean, you know, uh, and how simple it is when you sit with an animal, I sit with my dog, and they, they just are. They just are sometimes. Sometimes they're stressed. But so the the ability to look at, you know, Sailor, or in my case, Sparky, and sort of say there's a simplicity there. There's a calm there. How do you feel about animals and what they can teach us as humans? And how do they, you know, bear upon your your practice helping people? Oh my goodness. Um, I think that animals have tremendous healing powers. I think that they know how to be in the present moment and they teach us the same. Uh, It's funny, but the owners of 
sailor had always said to us that the donkeys are their blood pressure medicine. And it's so true because when I was out in their open fields and enjoying the day and being with these animals, there's a sense of just calmness and accepting what is. They're just brilliant. Animals are brilliant at doing that, and it comes naturally to them. So in terms of what we can learn from them, that's a big thing. That's a big thing that we can learn from them. And yes, they will. My intention is to have them be part of my future vision of this business and how they can help people. Because if you can get someone to brush an animal and get out of their head and into their heart, then that's a beautiful space to work within because they're not thinking about what they should say. They're feeling their way through it. And the animals can assist in doing that. There are some horses that we have down the street and my regular practices every day, I walk down and I, and I feed these horses carrots or an apple or whatever. And I've built a relationship with them and they're powerful knowing beings. That's all I can say. They can look right into your eyes and they have big hearts. So. So I'm, I'm a little bit interested, Laurie, in your journey from corporate into the coaching expert industries. When I think of Sailor, you spotted him, you saw that his life had had promise that was unfulfilled unless something was done. And then you went and found the something that had to be done and got it done, so now he's living a, a different life to what he was destined to. In some ways, you're doing the same with people. You're identifying they're not fulfilling their full purpose, they're not living with clarity or design or purpose, and you find the missing pieces and put them together. Were you aware in your own mind of that connection, what you spotted in, in Sailor and presumably other animals, and what you're seeing in people? And if so, how does that connect with your decision to move out of corporate? Well, I had left corporate well before I had met Sailor. And it was a, a, a stepping stone journey for me. I had left a 20-year career in corporate America because I wanted to just, I wanted to grow personally and professionally in a different way than I had experienced. I had a wonderful, I had a wonderful ride there and I learned a lot. And then it came time that I wanted to understand and, and know more. So I, I jumped to a startup and then I did some consulting work and then became an entrepreneur and a business owner. So that journey happened prior to meeting Sailor. But it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, did I have an awareness of how that impacted my own life? And when I take a step back, I'm like, yeah. Uh, and when I was in it, probably not so much. I was just trying to help an animal in need. And oh, by the way, he was helping me. You know, we helped each other. But now, and certainly over the course of the last year, I've been more aware of that all of those experience that we, experiences that we have are 
they're not by chance, really. They're just interlocking sort of moments in time that lead us to where we're meant to be, where we're supposed to be. That experience with with Sailor just made my heart open in a different way than I had in the past. Did I answer your question? Randy's nodding. I think it's a, <laughs> it's a good answer. I think what's what's so nice, Laurie, about the way you speak is that the pace of this conversation has gone calmer and calmer. And it's so rare in media that we get an opportunity to do that. So it's it's really, you know, a refreshing thing to kind of bring everything down to that level. So from that space, let me kind of go all the way back to spin the clock back to, you know, you're a couple of years old, few years old, you know, um, careening around your house. So what were the first sort of glimmerings of, of sort of intuition in your life? Like where, where did it, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I can kind of see things in a different way. I don't remember having intuition when I was that young. However, I did have a, a sense of things. I had um, a knowingness at times that made me wonder if it was really true. And then I had situations in my life where uh, I would have, you know, like I remember saying to a colleague, oh, I had a dream about you last night and you were expecting. And she looked at me like, how did you know that? Like, nobody knows, you know. And I don't know that I, I, I didn't really know that. It was just like, um, sometimes, you know, things come through you. And I think that I, over the course of my life, when those things are synchronistic situations happened, I discounted them a lot because I just really didn't have anyone around me that was feeling or experiencing things in the same way. Pretty highly sensitive. I think as a creative person, most of us are. I, I went to school for design. My trade. I'm a designer by trade, how I think about problems. And so the more you tap into different areas of your creativity, the more you open up to you know, what's possible in the scene and in the unseen and in the imagining of what could be. And so I started trusting my intuition more so as in, in my adult life, but not as a kid so much. What's really interesting about that, just kind of really quickly there to interject my own experience. My father is an intuitive. He works with developmentally disabled kids he can see what's going on somehow. He's trained, right? He's a trained physician. He, he's had a lot of practice, but he can also just tell what's happening, right? So what's interesting about the medical field is that the most gifted surgeons will say, no, I got this. I can figure it out. They get on the operating table and they do it somehow. They can't explain to you how to do it. So you just have to watch them, right? That's why they have people following them around. So it's amazing that the this sort of artistic intuition can really drive business and drive life so well. And obviously it also allows us to look at a, a beautiful little donkey that's having some trouble and intuitively know what the heart of that animal is, right? So there's those of us who kind of connect with animals because we can kind of just 
tell what's going on in some way. So what's your what's your view with all of that? What's your view on the business side of things? How do you how do you be in commerce as someone who is this kind of open? Mm. That's a great question. I thrived in the business environment. I really I loved it because it was, you know, fast paced. I could meet a lot of people. I'm interested in people. I'm interested in understanding how things tick and taking complexity and simplifying it and all of those types of things. So, and looking back, you know, I really felt like my skill set was something that was needed, yet not always understood, especially in environments that were, didn't come from more of an artistic, creative foundation. So I think that there was a respect that took place between, yeah, how I approached some business problems was a little different, but over time, I could prove, if you will, that that kind of thinking strategically and then applying it creatively could solve some pretty intense business problems or think about the customer in a different way or empathize in a different way. So, you know, I I was fortunate to work with and, and for a lot of different executives and employees and people within that that Fortune 500 company and then in the startup and, and be around some brilliant people. And I think that that helped me understand my differentiation a little better, but it also, it was tough at times. It was tough at times because, you know, there was this heavy lifting, if you will, of needing to explain or describe more about the approach than maybe somebody who is in the same field or industry would have to do if you know a creative a creative an environment that maybe isn't uh, that is more linear in nature and thinking and creativity is more fluid and cyclical it's the, it's just like how do you balance the two and how do you present in such a way that you're driving with facts first? So I had to learn that so that I could meet people where they were. So the world has gone through a massive change in the last 18 months or so. And now we look at the, the workforce. We've got this great resignation that's happened. Lots of people have lost their way or found their way. How can these folk find you and which folk would you really like to connect with? Yeah, so uh, they can find me on my website, which is lifedesignwithpurpose.com. And there are two aspects of my business, the life design and the interiors part of my business. And so feel free to reach out. There's a phone number there and there's um, a form to fill out. In terms of the client's, it's interesting because as I've started working with people, I had a specific target audience who I thought were my clients, and it's kind of shifting a little bit. So I'm learning, too, about the kinds of people who want to work with me and see the value in the service, and I'm remaining open to who those people are. Typically, though, 
There are people who have lived enough life to know the ups and downs. They've experienced some challenging things along the way. They've come out of it. And now they're at a turning point. And some, one, several areas of their life, and they're stepping forward in a big transition or big decision. And they just need somebody to walk that path with them. I'd be happy to walk that path with them. So nice to speak with you, Lori. You have a calming presence and love the way that you sort of talk about the most difficult things in a language that's easy to digest and a tone that's appealing. So I guess we've learned some good things from the animals and people around us. (laughs) So and I also I wanted to say one other thing. I was just taking a walk with my with my dog Sparky this morning, and we there's a a wonderful young man who's I, I believe got autism in our neighborhood, and he likes Sparky. And I was just so thrilled today because I think he was having a good day, and we had this little interaction, and the boy's mother said said thank you to Sparky and me because you know it made the little boy's day to to see uh, Sparky. And it's, it's remarkable. It, it kind of, it goes both ways because, you know, Sparky came home and started doing zoomies around the house. Uh, <laughs> right. So it's, it's, a, there's this great symbiosis between all humans. So thanks for being in our pack today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure uh, talking with you both. And by the way, I love your chill music that you've got going. It's just great. <laughs> thanks. I don't know who composed that, but send it my way, please. Nice. Much appreciated. Well, thanks for talking with us. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Laurie. The story you told about Sailor was just beautiful. And it shows the way that creatives can find solutions to even the most pressing of problems. Because as you explained, Sailor needed a lot of a lot of medical help and you found a way to do that and you know the reality is that people also need a lot of help not this not just medical but just in their mindsets and their thinking in their understanding where they're going and their purpose and they often need help to live with intent and that's where you're sitting right now so laurie we appreciate it we are in a calm state uh randy we should go do something something zen like yeah (laughs) or uh, go into difficult situations today because we've got a good mindset now if you're listening to this and i don't know the the bucky balls in your brain are still bouncing around like beach balls go visit us at uh, thoughtpartnergroup.com and maybe we can give you a balm for that if you're in business already and you're struggling with all the day-to-day busyness of life you might like to visit resonateengine.com where we have a solution to working too hard so i know we haven't been your um, boisterous buddies today but it has been uh, a big bold what's another b word it's another b word butt kicking oh. <laughs> that's it all right take care everybody bye